1: What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. This one's exciting. This one's a cool episode. I haven't talked about crypto in a while. And what's always exciting about crypto is the ever-changing things that are really starting to kind of unfold with it the the ups and downs in the market is one thing but understanding what we could actually use to leverage crypto and put it to work in real estate to be able to buy crypto with real estate and what's exciting is having this expert in the space jump on with us for 6 years in the space of crypto really diving into this teaching a ton of people along the way and actually a survivor from colon cancer right which is pretty what a blessing. So I want to dive into a bunch of things here, talk about blockchain and how to actually be able to leverage the crypto into real estate without selling. Obviously, that's a, that's a big factor that a lot of people, they don't want to sell. They don't want
0: to get taxed on it. So Gavon, what's going on, man? How are you today? Good, good, man. Just moving into our new office. So the last week has been a little hectic, but I'm good. <laughs> okay. Where are you located, by the way? I'm in Panama. Panama. Okay,
1: nice. Cool. So
0: have you always been there? Not always. Uh, Me and my wife moved down here last June. We were living in the middle of the jungle in Costa Rica last year for about five months and got over the jungle. We had like nine acres to ourselves with like the most gorgeous view, but like literally like we lived with the jungle bugs in our house and all this, like you couldn't exterminate them. Like they would exterminate you. So we're like, we need a little bit more city life and we like Latin America, so we ended up moving here and have been here you know for over a year Our daughter was born here, which is really cool so we're looking at some other Latin American countries though to have like different home bases throughout Latin America because a lot of our market is you know on this time zone so yeah so anybody out there that does know more about
1: your background your story I would love for you to give that thirty thousand foot view and if you could include in there, you know, I want to hear about the colon cancer in the past, if you don't mind, you know, that's, that's a tough spot for anybody to be in. So uh, I'm glad that you're on the other side of that. But, you know, tell us how you're feeling and and all that, how it kind of just took place in general, how you overcame it.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I, I actually was a law administrator for a law firm for about 18 years before this. And, it's just a lot of stress i was in a lot of toxic relationships from business to you know emotional relationships all that stuff and i was a very healthy individual so it seemed very healthy individual i was a full-time cyclist pretty much and pretty avid pretty good and i ended up just having issues with my stomach was to say that for about 2 years and i just didn't i it went unchecked And I went to uh, go have a colonoscopy one day and the doctor pulls me out within 10 minutes and goes, hey man, you've got colon cancer. And I'm like, me? You know, like I had veins all over my body from being on my bike all day long and legs like this and abs. And I'm like, how do I have colon cancer? You know? Anyways, I ended up having this surgery done. Doctors were like, you know, you need to have chemo done. You're young. This is why you need it. And I just done a lot of research and like chemo really kills people. It kills your entire immune system. And so I ended up saying no to that and just really changing my overall life. I ended up moving out of the law. I started teaching crypto, which is what I really loved to do. I started now teaching like crypto real estate and the blend and just really did what I was passionate about. And while, you know, there's been some years where I haven't made quite as much money that I was in the law, it, I mean, supersedes it. That's why we live in kind of cheaper places that where the quality of life is just as high or higher, in my opinion, than where I used to live, like in the United States. So that's basically how we kind of ended up here. A little short blurter. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny, first off,
1: how when... The backs against the wall type of thing, and there's like a life type of emergency that really takes the the pause on everything, and you start looking around and, and calculating, like, man, I hate this, I don't want to do this, this job sucks, like, I need this out of my life, and then you really just switch up everything and change it to, to start living really how you want to desire your life and on your own kind of design, which is perfect because life is too short. So you started doing
0: more of a holistic journey of healing and what did that look like just eating better changing my thoughts you know we really don't realize like how powerful our mind is like a lot of the chemicals the bad chemicals that we caught that that cause cancer starts all up here right so i have a lot of toxic thoughts about people about myself that i didn't even realize was there that i had to change i started meditating i stopped drinking alcohol completely I'm not gonna lie. I have like maybe five, ten to 10 drinks per year. All right. Now, just like a, a glass of wine or something, whatever. But it's very, very limited. And I just started doing things for, you know, less stress. You know, that's such a big thing. Like, when you really actually look at, you know, why cancer is so bad nowadays, we're just so stressed, with social media and wars and COVID and all this stuff, right? Like, it's just very, very intense. And so, I really learned how to kind of like block all that, bring my emotions down. I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm a lot less high strung than I used to be. And most of all, like my mindset has just really changed. And that is like, you know, what's kind of enough and what do I really want to do? Like do it, you know, when I was in the law firm, I was making more money than I am right now. But at the same time, like what was I sacrificing and how can I live like a better lifestyle? And so when I saw that I could do so many different things, eating better, all these things, and then also have the same lifestyle and actually have more to invest at the end of the day. Like I was like, that I gotta change my life. Like it's a no brainer. Like, why wouldn't you, you know? And unfortunately, like I know of an individual, she's like just actually one of our students who signed up last year. She just recently died of colon cancer. And I was in a meditation like two weeks ago or something. I put a story up and I was like, I was literally thinking, I'm like, if I were to ever get diagnosed with cancer, which I don't think about that anymore because like that old person is dead, but I'm like, what would I change? And I told myself in my mind, I was like, absolutely nothing. Like I absolutely am doing all the things that I want to do. I spend enough time with my family. I spend enough time with my friends. I love what I'm doing for work. I wouldn't change anything. And I think that's why, you know, I've been cancer free now for over five years, you know, and I haven't gone, even gone back to a doctor after that, because that whole system is part of the problem. In my opinion, I have like more holistic doctors that will talk about like my whole body. And I also listen to my body because a lot of people don't listen to their body. They just, they just, Oh, you know what? That's just the way it's going to be. And I just need to take this pill for the rest of my life, or I'm, I just have high blood pressure, or I have cirrhosis, I have autoimmune disease, whatever. And they just accept it for what it is. And the doctor's like, just take this pill, take this pill. But you never get to the cause of the problem. And I think, at least for my cancer, I got to the cause of my problem. And that was like stress, anger, holding on to that, and moving past that. But then, you know, it leads to other things like healthier decisions. Better way of thinking myself, eating better, stop drinking. You know, it's like a cycle. It's like a cycle. It's not just like one thing that you did. You got to really change the person who you are. Like I don't know if you ever watched like Dr. Joe Dispenza, but he's like one of the guys that I've really, really enjoyed listening to because he's exactly like change your mind, you change who you are. You know? Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. So when did you get started in
1: crypto? Like when did you first start playing around with it yourself?
0: Yeah, so I got in crypto in mid-2017 during like the second bull market, I guess you would call it, uh, second or third. And, you know, I got right in the middle of it, which was like going to Vegas and winning for the first time. I don't know if you ever heard that expression, but like when you go to Vegas and you win the first time, it's probably the worst thing that could ever happen to you. And so I dollar cost averaged about $40,000 over four months. And I turned that into like $250,000 within four months, like the subsequent four months. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to you know, change the world and it's going to change now. And that was my biggest problem because little did I know right after 2018, the market started going down and that's when I actually started my crypto business. So I was doing like my crypto business and managing the law firm at the same time. And then in 2018 is actually when I got diagnosed with cancer. So when I ended up, the market was just brutally bloody back then. We had really very little tools in order to hide from these massive dumps in crypto that we now have like ways. We're going to talk about this with like tokenized real estate, say, for instance. And I just said, okay, I need to cut things out of my life and I got to get my health squared away. And, you know, the law firm is making me money. So I'm going to just stick to that. But then in 2020, I kind of went like on an eat, pray, love trip is what I call it. I went to Bali. I spent six days in silence over there, just getting my mindset right. And then I went to go work with a Russian shaman in Russia. Wow. And this was, this was February. I left fe- mid-February of 2020, got to Russia in early March of 2020. And that's when all like the whole world was starting to shut down. And so like I had a decision to make whether I was going to go home or stay there. And I ended up staying, but what I ended up doing was I had brought a whole bunch of crypto information because I had stepped away from it. I was like, man, I'm curious what's going on in crypto because like I still loved it and I still kind of would read experts and blurbs. And when I dug into it, I started at 12 PM in that afternoon. I'll never forget this day. And I went until four o'clock in the morning. And I saw that like. The hype was finally catching up with the technology, and now that, that technology was called DeFi. And I called my my business partner and my best friend, and I was like, "Dude, we need to start teaching people crypto again because this thing is about to blow off top." And you know, I was in lockdown in Russia. I don't speak a single word. They do not speak English over there. It's not like Poland or you know, what are these other yeah, countries. It's a different. It's, tough. it's I, I call it like reverse united States right yeah. like it's, it's a kind of a trip which coincidentally, that's like I met my wife while I was out there which is really cool but and it was actually a fun adventure it was a really really fun adventure but at the end of the day I just couldn't stop putting down the things that I was learning because I was like dude this tech is moving fast and it's like I'm looking at Tradfi traditional finance and I'm looking at this and I'm like there's no competition like this is, you know, lipstick on a pig, and this is the real deal, you know. And so, I, little by little, I started teaching for free, and then I started charging a little bit more and a little bit more. And then, finally, by the end of the bull market, we were one of the most well known educators for decentralized finance, and we still stuck it out. We didn't go, okay, guys, you know, the market went down, time to wrap up. I was like, no way, we're gonna keep building and we're gonna keep finding out because what I I went away last time, and it cost me, in my opinion, tens of millions of dollars. So as much as it hurts to go through this one, we've been teaching people, we've been teaching them the mindset on how to stay in it because crypto is very volatile. But now we've got kind of the counterweight to it, which is real estate on the blockchain. And that's the thing that I'm like, the most excited about right now, because it's, in my opinion, it's going to be the biggest economy in the world.
1: Yeah, you know, when it comes down to real estate, there's literally, I mean, it's just facts that you can get generational wealth from it and start setting yourself up for success when done properly and right. So I'm curious, you know, what are you doing with crypto now? First of all, decentralized crypto, like
0: explain that to anybody that this is the first time hearing it. Yeah. So sometimes I get started on this, like everybody knows what I'm talking about. So, and, you know, and I, I've been in decentralized finance. I'm going to explain it since it started. So, you know, every once in a while, I'll go to like a restaurant and just to like remind myself, I'll ask the waiter. I'm like, do you know what decentralized finance is? And they're like, did he just like cuss me out? in a, some <laughs> other, like, You know, so decentralized finance is very different than just cryptocurrency. So what we now have is the ability to bank on the blockchain. And this is like kind of the whole thing. Like so many people are like, oh, I'm in crypto. I own some Bitcoin and I hold it in, you know, a Binance or in Coinbase or one of these centralized exchanges, you are not in crypto. You're just buying basically derivatives or like they're fake coins on their blockchains but you don't actually hold those cryptos all right that may be in your account name but it is not under your direct supervision and custody where real blockchain and decentralized finance allows us to transfer that onto the blockchain and allows us to basically allow people to do peer-to-peer trading just like like let's say the nasdaq does or a REIT would do, right? And it's all on the blockchain. So all I have to do is connect my wallet, my hardware wallet, and I'm able to make transactions instantly, speed of light, no intermediary to just buy or sell whatever I want. And what I teach is how to become what's called a liquidity provider. So like, let's say for instance, the NASDAQ has different liquidity providers, but they're very huge. It's Goldman Sachs, it's BlackRock, it's J.P. Morgan Chase, where they yeah. bring the stock and the cash, right? And every time you, Brandon, come to buy Apple or whatever, you know, Home Depot, right? Every single time a trade is made, these liquidity providers make a small fee, but it adds up to billions of dollars per year, right? Well, now on the blockchain, we use these things called smart contracts, that allow me to become the liquidity provider and the woman here in Panama and the guy in India. And you can have the smallest fraction that you can put into this liquidity. And every time that crypto is traded from one crypto to another, you earn fees. And so this is a cash flowing uh, revenue uh, sharing model. That is what crypto is all about. And so This is what we call DeFi. Now, you're also, let's say, for instance, you have like some Bitcoin and you don't want to sell that Bitcoin because in the US, if you're up on the value of your Bitcoin, let's say 100%, well, you are going to pay taxes on that. Well, on the blockchain, we have these things called borrowing and lending protocols where I can go put up my Bitcoin into what's called, again, a smart contract that says, hey, Gavin, if you put your Bitcoin up here, you can borrow up to 80% of your Bitcoin in what are called stable coins. And stable coins are basically cryptocurrencies that are backed one-to-one with the do- by, with a dollar. And they don't go higher than a dollar and they don't go lower than a dollar. They just stay at one dollar. Okay. So it's a way for you to like preserve your profit. So you can take those profits, okay, and now you can spend them. I have like three Visa cards that are linked to my crypto accounts that I can actually spend my crypto on. And I can spend my Bitcoin, my Ethereum, my stable coins, whatever I want to spend, I can spend on them. And so this is what DeFi is. It's essentially becoming your own bank. And a lot of people just think like, oh, crypto's a scam. Crypto's this, crypto's that. It's not. Everything from real estate to the stock market to banking is going to be done on the blockchain. And we're just light years ahead of everybody else on this. And so that's what decentralized finance is. It's our ability to transact on the blockchain. Now, one quick thing that I want to make clear before we move on, why is that so important? Well, one, the blockchain is transparent. So every transaction that is done can be seen. On there. All so trackable. let's say, for instance.
1: It's all trackable. Everybody can see what's going on. Yeah.
0: So when these bozos in Congress are yeah. saying, like, oh, only you know, nefarious actors are using crypto, that's complete hogwash. All right. They're actually using cash that was printed by the Federal Reserve because that truly is not traceable. Okay. Or very, very hard to trace, I should say. Where on the blockchain, you know. Like today, I just saw the war with Israel started with Hamas. Binance had some of Hamas's accounts, which these guys are complete idiots. I mean, I don't know why you do that, but what happened? Binance froze their accounts like that. And they're, now they're able to trace back to all the wallets because it's fully transparent. So there's some people will be like, oh, I don't want that. That's that's very scary. But here's the thing. The more transparent, the better. Because then people can't lie and cheat and deceive like Nancy Pelosi does or like Ted Cruz does or like, you know, right wing, left wing, same bird to me. They all still, you know, play from different rules of the game than you and I do. Well, now, okay, you're going to do insider trading. Well, at least I can connect to your wallet and see what you're buying in real time as opposed to like, Let's say, for instance, now they just have to report it within 40 to 45 to 60 days. Well, by then, they've probably bought and sold out of it and made their God knows how much, right? So I think it just evens out the playing field and it allows us to also custody our own money. So like we saw all these banks fall at the beginning of this year. There's like 700 and some banks that are in the same position right now. It's really kind of scary where if they go out of business, that's it. Your money goes bye bye up to $250,000, right? But how many banks can the FDIC really bail out? I mean, you have 700 banks, regional banks go out of business. You got a big problem, you got a big problem. So it's like, do you really wanna custody your money in the banks? Okay, maybe some, but you definitely wanna have your money, one, working for you, and two, more importantly, in your custody that to me is like the most important thing no question i i love the
1: transparency of of crypto to see exactly who's sending what where and be able to you know keep an eye on that like you said when it comes down to dollars it is trackable to some sort but it's not as organized and you know really traceable you can hide it in so many different ways and they're doing that obviously so when it comes down to you know you said link up to somebody's wallet, is that something we you can always go in and see where, you know, what's trading where and then kind of trace back and follow the money basically. But is there ways that you can look up somebody's wallet, somebody's information? Like could you look up my
0: name and find my wallet somehow? Is that something current or no, not unless you share it. Not unless you share, it, not unless you share it. So if you put, you know, your wallet and I have some wallet addresses that are public I, and I, cause you know, I teach people, so I want them to see, Hey, these are the moves that I'm making. And then I have some wallet addresses that are private and look, the United States government wants to know what these wallets are. Here you go. Or any government that maybe I'm living in, you know, Panamanian government, they, here you go. I'm not hiding anything, you know, but I also don't want all my stuff hanging out there. Right but definitely want to put some of it out there for my students to see. Now you may not want that so that you can keep it private, right? You can keep it private. But the, the key thing here, the key thing here, Brandon, is they can't take it away from you, right? Like you have your bank account. Let's say they don't agree with you on, you know, what you're paying in taxes and they freeze your account or they levy your account. They can't do that in crypto. They have to go through real due process really sue you and then go, okay, you owe us money. Okay, my bad. I owe more. I didn't report this, right? Or I didn't know I needed to report this or I thought it was supposed to be reported differently. Fine. But they can't just levy your account like that, you know, which is, in my opinion, the good thing. When it comes down to KYC,
1: you know, know your customer, that's something that most organizations are like they legally need to go by that but there's a lot of ways around that. Am am I right? You know, a lot of people can do, you know, different IP addresses around the world and then kind of get away from that. So, what are your thoughts on
0: KYC regulations? Okay, let's talk about that because this actually really pertains to real estate on the blockchain like what we're doing right now, yeah, right? Exactly. So there's
1: explain for a moment if you don't mind like step back and explain why that pertains to the real estate just because i want to i want the listeners to kind of understand where we're going with this
0: yeah so tokenized real estate is considered a security all right so this is something where like make no like i I think that there's a lot of cryptos that are not securities that the sec is they've got a political agenda going on right now but there are cryptos that are definitely securities all right a Tokenized real estate is the security. Cool. We cater to that. So what are the rules? We have KYC. Well, the blockchain using like smart contracts makes all of that so much easier. To where literally we can tie all of the regulation on the front end of protocols to where scams could be completely abolished. Okay, at least in a regulated, somewhat permission blockchain. Okay, or a permission portion of a blockchain. Now in and and this is crucial because without
1: the KYC, anybody can really come up with a tokenized coin. Anybody can come up with a decentralized, but if that's why they have to go through the KYC,
0: right? Right. Like you do want certain protections, right? Like let's say for instance, anybody can come up with a coin in the world. Like I can yeah. literally come up with a coin within minutes. It's so easy now. All right. And I say, guys, this is uh, backed by real estate, but it's not regulated. And then all of a sudden, you find out that is backed by thin air, right? And I, that's what we call a rug pull, right? Well, that's what gives kind of crypto a bad rap. But with securitized assets and you know certain real-world assets, where you can actually go, you have rights. You know, like if we do something bad, you can come and sue us, report us. But there's also a level of trust with us that you know that we're putting on the blockchain exactly what we say we're putting on. Now, there's entities that we have to create and we put all this paperwork on the website so you can see the title belongs to us. But- this, would, this would be known
1: as like the white papers, basically, right? Explaining more of the or is that different?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily white paper. It's just a description, you know, description and then also the proper paperwork that you need in order to set these entities up. Like here at Panama, we have to have a certain foundation to tokenize real estate. In the United States, it's different. You need a certain type of LLC, right? And the other countries, I don't know yet because we haven't branched out of those, but I'm sure we'll find out as we go because our marketplace is just starting up. But again, the good thing is is that you do have a paper trail. You have you know that the entities that you're dealing with are credible and and you know that they're just not gonna, you know, rug pull you or sell you, you know, swamp land, right?
1: It's not uh, thin air. It's it's you guys are exposing everything that you are truly doing right here, which is great.
0: That's for transparency. Right. Yeah full transparency, which is what we want. You know, we yep. want full transparency, we want it to be easy, but now you can get on to like, let's say our marketplace and just like, I don't know, do it, like renting an Airbnb. You can actually buy real estate. So you can go through the pictures. You can go through the description. You can go through even the ROI, the yearly ROI and go, Oh wow. Wow. This one's doing 10% per year. It's using a little bit of leverage from a mortgage. But that's okay. You know what? I'm going to buy that one. Okay, cool. Click connect your wallet, accept a few smart contracts. And literally within two minutes, I did it the other day, all right, with my right in front of my students. You can buy real estate just like that. Now, there's some people that are like, oh, well, people have been buying real estate with crypto for a long time. Super different, super different, right? Why? Like, I, I met one guy here in Panama about a little under a year ago during Christmas time last year. And he goes, yeah, yeah nah, I know all about that. You do? Okay, explain it to me. Yeah, I have a guy, he bought, some property with Bitcoin. No, that's not what I'm talking about, all right? He didn't buy it on the blockchain, Sure. all right? They had a real world dealing. It was still a pain in the butt because the guy had to come up with all 100% of the Bitcoin to pay for this. And then when they received the Bitcoin, they converted it into dollars anyways, right? So what we now do is, let's say for instance, Brandon, you want to get out of this position. Well, you're like, all right, I'm going to put it on the marketplace. Well, that may get eaten up and sold within a few minutes. There's no escrow. There's no waiting. There's no coming up with a down payment or pre-screening your buyer or seller. They're already KYC. They're already in the system. All the buyers and sellers are already there. And they just, boom, they come, they buy it, and maybe you're up ten percent on that property for that year because it's a hot real estate property or whatever,
1: right? This and is a, this is a real life property you're talking about.
0: Real life property.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not like on uh, on metaverse or anything. This is
0: real not no, no, no. okay, okay. <laughs> no, which by the way, I bought metaverse property in sure. the past. Maybe it'll be worth something, but no, I'm more interested in where people can live. Right. So, so, so with these properties
1: you know, down the street, you could actually you you can buy it. Um instead of listing it. I mean, this is gonna you're gonna list it online or whatever, but you can right. sell it within a matter of moments because the contract is all online, everything, no escrow. I mean the escrow is online with the contract and everything. So it's all very just quick, straight to the point, you know, effortless in so many ways,
0: right? Yeah. And more secure. Yeah. 100% more secure. And it's just, you don't need all this paperwork, a huge down payment. You don't need good credit. You don't need tons of money. You can literally come because we divided each property in a hundred thousand tokens. All right. That's our formula, just a hundred thousand tokens. So if you buy, let's say for instance here, I'm actually going to it after this. We we bought um, an Airbnb property. It's in pre-sale, but We, um, it's built and zoned for Airbnb and we all know kind of what's been going on with Airbnb in the United States. Like New York just passed that law where you have to do a month long Airbnb in order to do it. And there's all sorts of regulation, right? It kind of sucks. Yeah. But same, that rule has been here in Panama for years and years and years. So there's only like five or six properties in Panama city and there's hundreds of buildings skyscrapers here. All right that actually have this. So we purchased in the first one that is actually designed towards business people coming and airbnb as opposed to staying in the West End where they're gonna be in a little cubby hole, right? And so it was a no-brainer to us. We're like, we're business people. We're, I'm a digital nomad. I travel all over the world, you know, and I like, having a place where i can work and all this stuff so this is designed for it. they have like multiple different areas that you can work in co-working areas and stuff like that and it's a very business-centric area as well there's tons of businesses l'oreal and i forget which other huge businesses but they're all they're all down there uh, tons of banks so it's really cool because lots of people come to panama for a short duration of time 15 20 45 days Now they don't need to stay in some little shoebox. They can come. They have a nice flat that's in a nice building. They don't have to go to their office every day. They have co-working. So these are like the opportunities that we're looking for. We have like other ones that are like different, right? Now we have one that's more touristy that's on the Caribbean, all right? That one's also in pre-sale. It's a little bit further out, Um, but it's a very, very rapidly growing area in a highly sought out, crystal clear blue water Caribbean thing. We bought a fourplex there. So now you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to put a hundred bucks here in this one because I like this concept. And I'm going to put a hundred bucks in this one to diversify myself, right? So like, let's say we have another world crisis and people stop traveling. Okay, this one may be, I'm not making too much money. I'm making two, 3% because that's what happens. But this one, I may be making 10% because people still need to come over here to work. Right. So it gives you the ability to diversify yourself amongst different properties and use your crypto to do it. So it's like kind of crypto's growing up, is the way I say it. Lovely. So you can basically
1: get a fraction of of the property. You don't need to buy the whole thing, correct? You can partner up yeah. And then the you can come by website two dollars and thirty cents <laughs> of a property. Wow, that's incredible. What if they don't get the full amount of the property? what does that What does that look like? Like if they can't when it's on the market, not enough people end up buying it. They're still left over,
0: yeah. So there's two things. So let's say, for instance, if we do not sell out, okay, what we do is we finance the rest of it, okay? Then we'll periodically like pay down the mortgage and then we'll release those tokens so more people can come and buy them in the future. But that those, but so like, let's say, for instance, we have just for simple math, we have a more, we have a property that's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And we only sell 40% of it. So $40,000 worth of tokens are sold. Okay. Now we have 60,000 that is now secured debt. So that $60,000 or that 60,000 tokens that did not get sold is now actually being held and not sold because it's under the secured debt of the mortgage. Okay. Okay. Now, in the future, we may decide, okay, we're going to drop these tokens in because, you know, maybe we've added more people to our marketplace or whatever, and now we have more people, more liquidity in order to, to dump those tokens onto the market. Okay. So that's the way we're working it out right now. The other way that like, let's say you as an individual seller, uh, which I don't recommend, I personally want some of the biggest one, my single biggest mistake in investing is I sold any of my real estate. (laughs) I should have kept it all. And I'm Brandon, I'm sure you know this and you probably heard this and maybe you've done it yourself. I learned this the hard way and for me i don't want to sell any of my real estate okay for me i don't want to sell any of my real estate so what you could do though if you're in a jam there's two things that you could do okay one is lower the price make it appealing let's say you you sell it for 10% less okay well that it, it may be more appealing to that person because let's say instead of getting 10% per year Now that individual is going to get 11% per year because they bought that token for less. You see what I'm saying? Or the other thing that you could do is just like the example of borrowing and lending against your Bitcoin. Remember how I told you that at the beginning with DeFi? Well, all this DeFi stuff is linked. So you may get into a jam and go, shoot, I need some cash flow. Like now I need a big chunk of money and I've got $100,000 sitting there. Well, you take that token over to these borrowing and lending protocols, and within seconds, you pull out stable coins, and we show you how to spend them using a Visa card. Within minutes, not within hours, not within, oh, uh, we're closed, we can't wire over the weekend, or it's going to take five days to get to this bank in America, to this bank in Germany. It's like this, like this, speed of light. When it,
1: when it comes down to, you know, going back to that example for a $100,000 property and you guys collect, you sell 40% of it uh, with tokens, right? Instead of, I guess, getting the remaining 60% finance through bank, wherever, couldn't you still leave open that other 60% of coins available for anybody to buy at any time? And then once those come in, you could just chunk down the principle of
0: the actual mortgage? We could, but it gets a little tricky. It no, gets it, a little okay. tricky. Okay. And and it depends on, you know, the bank that we're financing. Yeah, if yeah. there's no prepayment penalty, dim yeah. on, right? Because there is like some math and some fees you need to equate in there because, you know, you could get completely wrecked if you don't account for those fees or taxes yeah. or whatever it is that you may need to pay in excess of that. Yeah. Um, but Assuming there is no prepayment penalty or no excessive tax, then yeah, you could definitely do that. It's tricky because again, this is secured debt, and remember, yeah. like we have a compliance department. Yeah. All right. That has yeah. to oversee all of this, so it's not we're not the thin air crypto pump yeah. guys. You know, we're yeah. we're the legit ones that are like, hey, look, this <laughs> we make a move like that. Then we could end up in serious trouble. So we've got to make sure that all of our Ts are and our eyes are dotted. But it is possible. We haven't gotten that far yet, and we're just kind of trying to simplify it right now. But I'm sure we'll cross that bridge, and there there will be a way to do it in the
1: future. But and then for the property itself, as it's you know it is a business. You're making money from it. People are paying and so forth. Either Airbnb or renting or property management expenses, money in, money out. Are is that People are just paying through regular dollars and so forth, regular yeah. fiat, and then it gets converted into a decentralized coins. That's letter. correct.
0: Yeah, so we've got a really good deal where it costs us about 0.5%, so half of a percentage point, to convert the crypto. So that does need to be considered, right, sure. in, in in our cost and in our ROI, but yeah, we are able to move it. So it gets paid. We get it in our real world bank account. And then from there, we wire it into our crypto account and then launch it over. And then what happens is we put it into the smart contract, the, the, the actual assets, the stable coins, and immediately it distributes down to all of the investors, which is really cool. It's just super simple, super fast. Yeah. Talk to me about the credit
1: cards for a second, because you said that, you know, once you have the coins on uh, certain accounts, you can just, you know, it's funded, basically, you can use it just like a credit card in certain areas. What credit cards or Visa cards are you using for that?
0: Yeah, so there's there's a couple. So I have one called the crypto.com card. Yeah. Okay, and that's a very simple card, you just transfer it into your wallet, probably one of the cheapest ways to do it because uh, they give you some a pretty good rate to convert it. So you just basically transfer it to your crypto wallet and then you, you hit a button called top up. And whether you're holding Bitcoin or Ethereum or stable coins, you just type in you know top of all or top of just some or half. And boom, now you have that on your Visa card ready to spend. And they even give you like bonus rewards. It's not a credit card, it's a debit card. You know, I think I was earning like 3% for every single transaction. I think they've changed it now, um, but I made a ton of money just from spending my crypto. I did the math. It was like 20% a year or something on what I was spending. It was pretty awesome when I compounded it, obviously. Um, but there, there's
1: ways with those cards that they, I think you could get even up to 8% if you had a certain dollar
0: amount within yeah. a certain uh, coin amounts yeah. within that I, I would not recommend it. It's just not worth it. It was like $400,000 that you had to buy in their token, which went down by a ton. I mean, I guess it's been pretty flat. I haven't looked at it in a while, but from what I remember, it's been pretty flat, but I still, I would not spend $400,000 just on one token to get just 8% back on my spending. It just would not be worth it. (laughs) Yeah. You'd have to do a lot of spending to
1: be able to get the ROI from that, but 8% is pretty damn wild so it, it's yeah. crazy for the other options out there
0: let me tell you one thing though that's really really interesting that even a lot of people that are in DeFi and crypto they don't know this but there's it what we call crypto oracles which basically track real world assets and they bring it to the blockchain to make sure that we get correct price feeds okay and there's there's a decentralized autonomous organization called chainlink and they have their own cryptocurrency. But essentially what Chainlink is working on right now is instead of going through all this rigmarole with, you know, wiring it here or sending your crypto to this card and all this stuff, you're going to have a Web3 ID that's going to be connected to your Swift account, your wire account, your bank account. And you'll be able to move in and out of the crypto world into TradFi seamlessly. And that's the stuff that's really, really exciting because again, you'll have it all tied to your web three address yeah. and people will just be able to send it and you could receive it in the form of a wire directly into your bank. You don't need to do anything. And that's the real interesting stuff. And that's why like you hear like BlackRock, like I don't know if you saw this yesterday, Brandon, but there was a headline BlackRock is now using JP Morgan Chase's um blockchain, which they had, it's basically an Ethereum clone. And this is going to be probably one of the permission blockchains because JP Morgan Chase is huge on DeFi and so is BlackRock. And they just launched one of their ETFs or something. I can't remember what it was. They just launched one of their ETFs on their blockchain. And that's what we call a securities token. It's coming. Like, There's going to be trillions of dollars on the blockchain And, you know, we're teaching people how to take advantage of this and really get there before the masses do, because that's the time that you make the most amount of money. So that's what we've been doing.
1: (laughs) I love it. Talk to me, what websites can people use to actually buy and trade and like tokenize on for properties, basically?
0: Yeah, there's a couple. So you can go to like ours is called tokenizedrealestate.fi. Okay. F F I that's ours. You can go and KYC for the marketplace there. If you know what you're doing, we do have a launch pad that we sell super cheap. It's like 20 bucks or something like that, that you can get access to. That shows you how to set up a crypto wallet, how to bridge it, how to do all these things so that you're not left in the dark. Very, very simple. You know, If you have like an hour one day, you set it up and once it's up and running, it takes minutes, right? There's other ones like, I know, Froppy. I don't know what the dot whatever, property.com or property.io is another marketplace where you can go to realt.co, I think it is real real and then the letter co. They also have a marketplace. So there's lots of, of crypto tokenized real estate projects that are actually launching now and they've got thousands of properties on them now. It's insane how fast it's growing. So, And another key factor here is that you can leverage your crypto
1: into real estate without selling it, without taking a tax or, you know, getting hit and still actually keeping that working hard for you, which I love.
0: That's correct. And here's the cool thing. So like, you know, if you're doing borrowing on chain, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? You and I can be the lenders. Yeah. And if right now, like, let's say, for instance, on Realty, I think the last time I checked, they're paying you and I 7% per year, which is like 2% higher than you could get in a CD or a savings account. Yep. So if you're like really risk averse, you can go, you have all your stable coins backed by the real estate. And here's the cool part, at least with our compliance, okay? We've got to make sure that we appraise each one of our properties one time per year. Okay. And what when we appraise it, it gives us it adjusts the value of those tokens. So it gives you an idea. Okay, am I overpaying? Am I underpaying for this token? Right. Well, with that, now let's say for instance the token price goes down by ten percent because there's a crisis in the world. Right, and real estate just goes to you know hell in a handbasket. Well, me as the lender using that chain link oracle because it's, it's tracking the real world asset. If it goes down by a certain amount and I've over leveraged myself, well, it liquidates a portion of your real estate holdings and pays me back. So there's never any of this 2008. And even till so today, because how much do they find you still, see JP Morgan getting sued, Wells Fargo getting sued for oh, sorry, we you know, and they call it marketing expenses, right? But they pay these horrendous fines for us, tiny fines for them. Here, uh, the rules apply, there's no like, listen, man, can you get some money over here? Like, it's like if you're not watching it and you're not you're not on top of your own finances and you're not responsible, you can get liquidated and lose some of your holdings. And it's not like you're going to get a phone call. The smart contract automates it. And this to me is real capitalism. This to me is real fairness because you have to learn and understand this. And once you do, you can really set yourself up for some real financial success in my opinion.
1: Love it. It's crazy. It's so wild, man. Yeah man, I am so uh, impressed with your knowledge and everything that I'm just thankful that you took the time out today to be able to give back to the listeners and really explain all the ins and outs of what, what's happening with decentralized crypto and and how to actually, you know, put this to work. So it's really exciting to see what the future looks like. When do you think the next like bull cycle is going to be? And it doesn't matter, even in a, a down cycle, like there's money to be made. So that's that's why you guys never give up and you're still staying solid, which I love it. 100%.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of people say like it, during the next Bitcoin halving, I think that's just, it's the next Bitcoin halving may be correlated to the Fed injecting more money. So when they turn the printers on again, that's when the next crypto bull run is going to start. In the meantime, I'm taking all this opportunity to keep stacking and stacking and stacking. And right now, basically my portfolios, my DCA strategy is being structured as follows. I'm putting 50% into crypto, 50% of the crypto that I'm putting in is Bitcoin and Ethereum. The rest is altcoins that are blue chips that are building that actually do stuff, not like Doge or some of these other crap coins. And then I'm putting the other 50% into tokenized real estate. And that's my generational wealth. That's where I'm going to, you know, really, really build that portfolio. But then once the next bull run hits and I have some very, very strategic take profit strategies, I actually am going to take 75% of my profits here and bring it over here. And hopefully that'll be worth 10, 15, $30 million paying me whatever, 5 to 10% per year. And I can sleep at night. But... (laughs) One last thing, Brandon, another thing that we do have for our students, you have to learn this, but we do have a managed option. Like if you want to get into crypto and follow our strategies, we actually have a managed option on chain and it's really, really doing well. We provide liquidity for you, but we cannot take your money because it's linked to your wallet. And so there's like all sorts of really, really, it's like the future of funds, if you ask me because it's fully transparent and I don't take custody of your money. So there's no Bernie Madoff to be had or no Celsius or Voyager FTX. You always remain in control of your money. But these are the things, this is where I'm heavily invested in. It's a strategy that I've been doing for a very long time that I understand very well. But then again, once we hit our take profits to a certain point, that's when we're going to transfer over to tokenize real estate because everybody needs a place to live or everybody needs a place to stay when they go somewhere. That's good. I love it. How can people get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at Gaven. my first name, G-V-E-N, Sariol, last name, S-A-R-I-O-L dot A-R-C. That's also on YouTube. All of the names are across all platforms and, you know, different types of content for, Different links, you know, but that's probably the best way to get a hold of us. Or you can go directly to my website, which is arcrypto.io. Love
1: it. Yeah. And we'll put it in the show notes as well. But I appreciate your time today greatly. And guys, this was a wealth of knowledge. By all means, reach out to Gavin and to really go over exactly, you know, any questions that you may have. Wealth of knowledge. Like I said, been doing it for six years and crushing it. So excited for. Uh, what the future really holds for for crypto and, and what we got going on and how to really intertwine it with real estate. So if you guys want to get a hold of me, you can always do so. Check out on Instagram, it's Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, on facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. And then if you guys are looking to get learn how to get the banks to say yes more and get up to 500000 every six months at 0% interest so that you can grow and scale your business, start new ones and really be able to capitalize on that. Check out creditcounselelite.com. It's www.creditcounselelite.com. We'll show you how to get a big stack of credit, show you how to liquidate it into cash and be able to put it to work in real estate. So if you guys have any questions, get a second opinion on there. There's a quick 15 minute video that will explain more and then you can jump on a call with myself or somebody on our team. So with that being said, we will see you on the next episode. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, what are you waiting for? Do that right now so you get the newest notification every Monday. And i leave that five-star review. We will see you on the next episode. Till next time. God bless. See you, brother. Thank you so much. Awesome episode. Sounds good.
0: This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real estate investing podcast brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.